Hello, welcome to the safety moment with the safety chick. My name is Ugochi Bijegu and I'm known as the safety chick because of my work in raising safety consciousness. In this podcast series, we bring you interviews with amazing safety professionals, sharing valuable insights and in different aspects of safety as it concerns you, your life and your work. This is Safety Moments with the Safety Chick, intentionally grooming a safety conscious generation. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Safety Moments with the Safety Chick. And today we have another amazing person with us, and she's going to be speaking on fire safety for children. So I'm just going to allow her to introduce herself. Please welcome with me Crystal Hodge from Safety K. Yes. So I am Crystal Hodge, the owner and the founder of Safety K LLC. And I help to reduce um, injuries and fatalities among children by teaching them critical safety skills. So that's kind of what my uh, company is based around, is just um, helping, you know, bringing safety awareness to children, whether um, that's to schools, parents, everywhere, you name it, whatever we can do to help children not get injured, have those critical safety skills, which um, helps for, you know, improving performance and empowering them to make the right choices. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I love it because it's just what I believe, you know, it's what I believe. And so when I found you, I was so happy that, oh, there's someone out there that is also, also speaking to the children and providing them with information. By the way, guys, she has an amazing YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and check for Safety K. And you're going to see very short instructional videos that your children can watch and get the gist of how to stay safe in different situations. And so we're going to talk more about that, but I just needed you to know that you can just check that, write it out now, <laughs> Safety K on YouTube. And that's one of the things you're going to do after listening to this session. So welcome once again. And um, we want to speak about the importance of fire safety for children. I know that it might seem like, oh, everybody already knows that, right? But we still have cases of deaths occurring, serious injury occurring due to fire. Could you share with us why is it important for children to know how to be safe from fires? Um, Like you said, we wanna make sure that we're proactive because there's a large number of fatalities that occur, you know, worldwide due to fire-related accidents. And so I believe, you know, in most of the cases, we think it's not going to happen to us. It's, it's not, you know, and if it does, um, I'm going to be there to protect my child, you know, but we see that there are accidents or fatalities happening um, annually, you know, still at alarming rates. So we just want to make sure that it's important that we're prepared, that we're protected, and that we have knowledge on how to prevent this from, from happening. Okay, awesome. So your experience trying to share this information with children, what have you seen as the major challenge, either in terms of the children themselves or even in trying to pass on this information to parents? What has been the challenge of preaching the message of fire safety to children? I think uh, the biggest challenge is that we're just not 
passing on the knowledge to children. Again, as parents, you know, sometimes there's an assumption that I'll be there to protect them and it won't happen. So children are lacking, you know, knowledge of what to do if there is um, a fire. I know even me growing up, I mean, we didn't sit down and talk about a fire escape plan, you know, um, which, and uh, I think only 26% uh, of families actually have developed and practiced a home fire escape plan for their children. Um, and that's not a large number. And so, you know, if, uh, you know, parents, whether you're a parent, a daycare owner, a teacher, if you were to ask a child, okay, if there's a fire in your house, what do you do? You know, in a lot of cases, children will hide underneath the bed. And that's a big no-no. You know, or they'll hide in a closet because they're trying to run from the fire. But, you know, the biggest thing we want to teach kids is to get out the house. And although we assume our kids will know that, in a lot of cases, they don't. So I think it's just kind of bridging the gap. We have the information, but it's actually sitting down with, with the children and talking to them about that. Awesome. So now, if we wanted to make this very simple, so well, we have parents listening to us right now and they're saying, okay, I hear you on this. We need to have fire safety education for our children. What are the major things they should be teaching their children to do or not to do? And what are the things they should begin to put in place in their homes? Yes, yeah, so there's about uh, 10 tips that I can give, you know, parents today, whether you're a parent, a daycare owner, a teacher, about speaking to children about fire safety. So for one, I would say speak to children about smoke detectors. You know, why are they installed? How do they work? What the most important thing, the sound they make so that children can learn to associate the sound of a smoke detector with the fire. I also recommend doing this for carbon monoxide detectors too. Um, and I say, remember to change your batteries regularly twice a year. Um, the fire department recommends changing the smoke detectors every time, you know, uh, you have to put your clocks forward and backwards for daylight saving, savings time. It's just a way to, rem to, rem to remember doing it twice a year. So that's one tip. Also having a fire escape plan. You know, if there's a fire in your house, does your child know what to do? Um, there should be two ways to leave the house, whether that's through a door or a window. So you wanna kind of practice this with your child and making sure they know how can they actually get out the house, you know? Also have a, have a designated meeting spot outside the house. If there's a fire, the biggest thing you want to teach the kids is there's a phrase like don't hide, go outside, right? Because again, children will hide underneath the beds, in the closets, when really they need to get out of the house, get away from the house, don't go back in, leave the house, get help. Um, so that's another point. The third point would be using a uh, escape ladders if necessary and that just depends on the type of house you have you have a two-story or the designer structure you want to practice escaping from the ladders um, with your children and also um, a fourth tip is to practice opening the windows with your kids so you want to make sure that they're not stuck closed especially for bedroom windows if they need to be open in the event that there's a fire um, a fifth tip would be to teach children how to touch the door and check for heat. 
So have a have a towel and uh, teach the children how to touch, you know, the doors to see if it's hot. Okay, don't go through that door because most likely there's a there's a fire nearby. They need to find another uh, way of escaping out, whether that's another door or a window. Also, a good practice tip number six is to use your hands, not your eyes. Like if there's a fire, you know, there's a lot of smoke and you want children to get low to the ground. Do, ex do uh, different um, exercises with the children. Have them blindfold them, have them close their eyes. They'll really be into that and have them touch their way through the dark to their designated escape, um, their designated uh, area, the meetup spot, or you know the, the door to escape out of. Um, seven, which many of us have heard, stop, drop, drop, and roll. So teaching children to do this if their clothes are on fire. Okay, so they know there's fire in the house and their clothes are on fire. They need to get out the house. But if they're actually on, you know, the clothes are on fire, we want to make sure that they know how to stop, drop, and roll. So doing that exercise with them, um, there have been many fire-related in injuries that could have been avoided if, you know, children did this versus running with fire on their clothes. So again, um, sharing that with them is very important. Tip number eight, again, they want to get out the house. That's priority and not go back in. You know, sometimes, you know, children may want to go in to get a pet, help another family member in, have a, a very precious item, but really they need to know to, you know, exit the house and to stay out of the house or the building until help arrives. And then um, tip number nine, practicing calling 911. Like once they're out of the house, they need to call for help or get help. Also, teach children your names. You know, some kids are very young and they know you as mommy or daddy. And sometimes they don't know your full name, you know, and it happens. Uh, so make sure they know your name and your address. And the last tip is I would practice this at least monthly or quarterly, if not twice a year. Um, this can happen in schools, child care centers, homes, just practice fire drills so children know what to do so they can be prepared and stay prepared. And this goes for all families, you know, it's just, again, making sure they know what to do and there are no assumptions. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was so brilliant. I really loved yes. it because you reinforce some of the things that we've been doing in our Train Them Young Initiative when we visit schools. One of the questions mm -hmm. I will ask the children is, what do you do if there is a fire in your house? Mm -hmm. And you know, some of them say, oh, we're going to hide. You know, and we like, no, you don't have to hide inside the house. Your yes. focus is to go out of the house as yes. much as possible. So yes, that's so important. And then you also talked about having two exit points in yes. each room, right, mm -hmm. of, out of the house. And I mm -hmm. know that we, in our part of the world, we have burglary proof on our windows and sometimes mm. even on doors. So this is me saying out there to everyone listening that if you have burglary proof, because for security reasons you have that, mm -hmm. you must also begin to think, what is the alternative? How can yes. I ensure that in the midst of an emergency, when there is a fire, there is an mm -hmm. escape route for everybody in that house? Because if mm -hmm. the burglary proof is there and your other exit is stuck, then it's a problem. But if you think ahead and you come up with plans it makes it easier you know for you to make the right choice so thank you so much yes. for mentioning that then your another thing you said i really want to highlight is the use of hands and not yes. our hands because again yes. in a fire situation you have to go down low and then you need to feel and feel correctly you know you're not using yes. the front of your palm yes. you're using the back you know so thank you mm. and then this one made me smile when you said 
the children should know their parents' names and not just yeah. mommy or daddy. And yeah. I smile because just yesterday on Instagram, I saw mm -hmm. a post where someone said his children and his wife call him babe because the mom, the wife, <laughs> his wife calls him babe. So all the children mm -hmm. also call their daddy babe. So when you have your children calling you mommy, daddy, or the pet mm -hmm. name these are spouses, they might not necessarily get to know your name. And so let's yes. not take that for granted and yes. teach them our name so that they can act. So thank you. And then of no, course, yeah. practice. Yeah, practice. no, and I mean, it's a great point. Yes, mm. practice is so critical because the more children practice these things, it's easier for them to spring to action when they mm. find themselves in a real emergency situation. Okay, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so when you were mentioning, you talked about the frequency of um, having um, fire um, drills in the home. Mm. Um, mm. What would you say is a frequency for a school what would you say is a frequency from the home front? And what would you say a frequency for a place of worship? Because I find that we have, um, in, in our part of the world, in Africa, mm -hmm. we have a lot of people who are so religious. So when we have get to these religious spaces, there are um, child centers in these religious mm -hmm. spaces. Yes. And then again, many times when something comes from the religious um, stages, people take mm -hmm. it more seriously, you know? So, okay. Yeah. So how would you, what is the frequency you would recommend for fire safety drills within the home, in the school, and also mm -hmm. in the places of worship that have um, children's centers? Yes. Yeah, so um, I would say at the minimum, at least twice a year right? So twice a year, I know, depending on companies, they may do it annually. Um, for the home, you know, I mentioned monthly is better, but if it's more realistic to do it quarterly, so every three months or at the minimum twice a year, you know, you just want to make sure you're on a page, the more often the better, right? Because when you do stuff repetitively, you become an expert in it, you don't forget, um, things may change, right? So, um, in the home or, you know, you just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So I would say, um, I would definitely do it more than one time a year, just in case, you know, you get rusty with things. So at least twice a year, but the more, the better. And again, it's a good family exercise and you can kind of see who has questions or, you know, um, you know, if the, if the children have any questions and it's just coming together for, um, a safety purpose, which is, which is great. You know, and you want to teach them again, I believe like um, safety chick, you know, starting at the foundation, right, which is with kids teaching them early so that you could prevent you can start setting up good, um, healthy, proper safety behaviors now and it goes with them into adulthood. Um, and I think that's what's so important. So if the children see their parents or their guardians doing it, they kind of say, okay, well, growing up, safety was a priority. I'm going to continue to teach that. And, you know, you're just building um, very um, strong uh, individuals with great safety foundation. And typically... Um, when you feel like, and I think the important thing is when a child feels like they come from a healthy environment, those children tend to be, and studies will show, they tend to be more confident and they have higher performance. Exactly. So I think it all goes hand in hand. So that's why, again, um, it's kind of twofold in, in, in creating a safe environment and also teaching it. So it's only positives that can come from it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Are there other things you'd like to add on this subject of fire safety for children? 
Um, yeah, so even when I mentioned um, carbon monoxide, um, you know, I think that that's a, it's, it's also goes hand in hand, right? Uh, because there are homes, we might have fire uh, smoke detectors, but the carbon monoxide is very dangerous and it's very fatal too. You know, um, it is a odorless, colorless gas that can kill you and do it uh, quickly. And so it is found in fumes, you know, produced anytime you uh, burn fuel in cars, trucks, stoves, grills, fireplaces, furnaces, and it kind of builds up doors and it can be very fatal to people and to animals. And so having those detectors in your house too, you know, is important. And you can get those at your local stores. I know here in the United States, you have your Walmarts or your Lowe's uh, that carry these, your Home Depot that carry these. Um, and, they're, and they're pretty priced reasonable here. And so, you know, um, add that also into your house. That's another form of protection because you, you never know. And so um, I would add that with fire safety. But fire safety um, in general, um, you know, they're teaching it at the school. So I definitely believe it should also be done at the homes, you know. Yes. Uh, so yes. it, it's, it's pretty, pretty important. Awesome. Yes, I also love the part that you mentioned how it's important to have these drills as a family. You know, it creates that experience mm -hmm. because you know mm -hmm. something that I've been talking about with parents on the importance of having what I call family safety meetings, which is not mm -hmm. really meetings per se, but you know, it's just that opportunity for families to bond, have an exercise, learn a thing or two, and then of course still have fun in the process of sharing yes. safety knowledge. All right, so yeah, I know right. that the people who have listened to this session, they probably would love to contact you because they like what you have shared. And again, because I've mentioned the educational videos you have on your YouTube channel. Yes. What is the best way for people to get in touch, people who would like to contact you? Yeah, so you can contact me directly at safety K and K is spelled K-A-Y at, um, so it's safetyk715 at gmail.com. You can also follow me at Safety K on Instagram. And I also have a new Facebook and LinkedIn page. And you can just look up Safety K LLC. And as Safety Chick mentioned, I do have a YouTube channel. It's Safety K Tips for Kids. And I have, um, you know, a good amount of videos, short videos on there, because I understand children nowadays have very short attention spans. And so there's short videos over different safety topics. So I have emergency safety, uh, there is fire safety, there's classroom, home safety, pool safety, Halloween safety, you name it. And so it's just, it's a, it's a great way to keep kids engaged. It's also current and up to date, it's convenient. And so again, you just wanna keep uh, preaching these messages because you know it, it's a bigger picture here. Um, if you start building that safety culture in certain parts and areas of you know a child's life, it just kind of transcends. And um, the reason why I kind of got into focusing on children, and I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning, is I actually work. Um, you know, I've worked in corporate safety. I've worked with uh, different um, companies, so whether construction, manufacturing, you name it. So I work with adults, and I see. Uh, quite a bit of incidents and so um, in my experience I find that um, incidents happen 
among employees like accidents happen and they're going to happen but typically the employees that have that strong foundation who make it a priority um, they tend to have less incidents you know and in me going and speaking to different uh, you know classrooms at different schools and asking questions to children I just saw kind of like they know the basic things like oh okay I get in the car and I put on a seat belt um, or don't run across the street. So, you know, they know those important things, but when you go deeper, if you just ask your child right now, if you go home and say, okay, there's a fire and you can go out the front door, how would you escape? Or who do you call? Or what is a smoke detector? You know, you will kind of see, you know, what child knows what, um, you know, and some children, even down to, um, depending on the age, right? If you have an older child, they can use a fire extinguisher. You know, I wouldn't recommend it for the little, for the little babies, but um, yeah, you can, you can see, um, oh yeah, fire extinguishers, get them for every home. I will also add that. That's important to have one, uh, make sure it's not expired uh, so that that's important. Um, but again, you can kind of see um, where there may be a gap in knowledge or there just needs to be, there's an opportunity to learn more. So um, I, I just believe in teaching where you can and spreading the message, so. Yeah, this has been such an amazing, amazing session. CTK, thank yes. you so much for breaking it down in simple forms and you know, giving practical tips that if our parents implemented right mm -hmm. away, it's going to protect yes. our children. And please, everyone listening here, go and subscribe to Safety K on YouTube and begin to share those videos. Because remember, one of the things we always emphasize here is as you learn something, try to share it within your sphere of influence. Because the truth is, Safety K may not be able to speak with you, but if mm -hmm. you can share um, what you have heard from her to those within your circle of influence, you're also helping. And this is going to help us to reduce the number of avoidable accidents affecting our children. And, you know, like she mentioned, when we build them up with the right attitudes, it goes a really, mm -hmm. really long way so that they grow into adults who make conscious, safe choices. So mm -hmm. thank you so much. This has been an enlightening episode. And um, we hope to see you in the next episode. Thank yes, you. and thank you. And thank you so much for having me. And I really appreciate, um, you know, uh, you and others like you who create platforms for putting this information and this knowledge out because so many people, um, you know, don't know and what you don't know can hurt you so again i just i just thank you again for um creating platforms like this to share these important safety safety messages that save lives you know so thank you so much thank you safety k it was nice having this conversation with you and thank you so much to all our viewers we hope you listen to other other episodes okay so bye for now bye bye Thank you for listening in on this episode of Safety Moments with the Safety Chick. I hope it's been a good one for you. Feel free to leave a review. And if you'd love to get information on when the next episode drops, join our Telegram channel at t.me slash the safety chick. Chick without a K, just C-H-I-C. So t.me slash the safety chick.